Most people in banking don't think the branch is destined to go away anytime soon, but at the same time, it's almost certainly going to go through some changes. Jim Caliendo, president and CEO at design firm P.W. Campbell, joins us to share his views on future form and function for bank branches. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Like other business outlets, bank branches are getting back toward their pre-pandemic normal. But then what? Our guest this week is Jim Caliendo, president and CEO at Pittsburgh-based design and consulting firm P.W. Campbell. He's with us to offer his thoughts on branch lobbies, what they'll look like, what they'll do for customers, and more. Jim, welcome to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Uh, It's just great to be here. Thank you. Jim, I spent a little time on your website before our conversation, particularly on a page that you call Branching Reimagined. I think that title sort of sums up what we're going to be talking about here. So it's a good place to start. When you talk about branching reimagined, what do you mean? And how much reimagining do you think needs to be done? Well, there's a statistic out there that says 80% of the branches are over 20 years old. So I think there's a lot to be done in the design side of the branch. And uh, we focus a lot at PW Campbell on redesigning existing branches as well as new designs and new branches. And I think what you're going to see over and over as things move forward is that design is going to be of a smaller footprint. It's going to be more collaborative, opened for discussion. It's going to have more colors in it, the bank colors. It's going to project the brand more, and it's going to project opportunities for marketing And that design is something that is individual to each and every financial institution. So I think you'll see those elements continuing into the future as people optimize their existing networks and to build new. So yeah, we'll dig into each of those various aspects of the design side. Before we do that, I wanted to ask, does your vision for reimagining branches, does it go beyond just design, not suggesting that the design components aren't important because they certainly are, but does your reimagining stop with design or does it go further than that? Oh, it it absolutely does. You know, the reimagination is in the design primarily, but it's also the integration of technology. Financial institutions today are trying to push the normal transaction focus to machines, to be done quicker, more efficiently by the customer, like an ATM that would be outside, and using the branch more for problem solving, providing individual education, opening new accounts, originating loans. So you're seeing more of a movement of technology inside the branch. Technology is also being used outside the branch to do transactions with online and mobile banking also. So with that set up, when you envision the bank or the credit union branch of the future, say in the next five to 10 years, how will it be different than what we have now, both in terms of form 
and function to meet the future needs? First of all, Terry, I think it's generational. When these branches were built way back when, there was a lot in the security end of things. You saw big vaults. You saw a lot of marble. You saw some really large structures to show strength and trust. As time has gone by and with newer generations, that has definitely changed. The appeal is more towards smaller, which is also for the bank and credit union creates efficiencies. Again, using more color, using their brand, more of a marketing tool. And the perception really tells it all. If you walk into a facility and it's what it used to be, that perception isn't what newer generations want. That perception is very, it's a dull area. It's a structured area. It's not modern. It's not up with the times. And that's why in the reimagination, when we get into that, it's not just only the design, but what else are we putting in there? As I mentioned, technology. These days, we look at a lot of things through the lens of COVID-19, and banking is certainly no exception to that. During COVID, as a necessity, more customers tried digital banking, and many of them liked the experience. So again, thinking five to 10 years out, or further if you'd like, how much of an existential threat is digital banking to the physical bank branch? I don't know if I'd use the word threat. I think I would use the word compliment. I think what happened during the pandemic, the baby boomer generation probably started to use online banking more and mobile banking. But the younger generations, it was the same. But I think an interesting thing that we saw during the pandemic, there are long lines that drive up banking. So people were still going to the branch. I think the compliment is using technology inside the branch, as well as having those exterior opportunities for the exterior channels. There's no question some people that didn't use online banking shows that, learned that during the pandemic. But I believe bank and credit union employees should be teaching customers and members every day how to use those facilities the offload transactional type banking and credit usage to the online systems. But the pandemic, no question, moved people to mobile and online banking. Aside from the the mobile and the online that you just referred to, what do you see as other COVID-related changes to branches, both individually and as branch networks that are going to last for the longer term? Well, <laughs> I think they're being lifted now, but there were what we call teller screens between customer member and the employee. We also saw that at new accounts and in origination areas. You saw the social distancing. I don't know how much that is going to stay, but I can tell you this. There's going to be a heightened look at those things. If you're familiar with ADA requirements making sure your facility meets all ADA requirements. Are we going to have to meet post-COVID requirements? I don't know. That could happen. I don't think we know 
what changes really COVID has caused yet, but I think that will be coming quickly. And we're going to see what requirements we're going to have to make. If there's nothing about requirements, I think then we go back to normal. You mentioned, Jim, some technology as being sort of a key driver in the reimagined branch. Aside from ATMs, which you mentioned, what other tech trends are you seeing in working with your banking industry clients or that you're seeing from others out there as well? The foundation product is digital marketing. Many other industries have it, but the financial industry is the industry that's growing the most in digital marketing. And it provides a consistent message, a message that could be changed, and it provides it electronically. When someone looks at an electronic message, they're more apt to retain the information. And I think digital marketing is something that you're going to see in every branch to market the product. You can change that information instantaneously, and it goes across your network. We're also seeing iPad utilizations. iPad is a tool that we all use. We're familiar with it. New accounts people are demonstrating how to use online operations, online services at the time of new account opening. When you do that, there's more of a chance that that member or customer is going to use the online services. We're also seeing teleconferencing where People would be at their office taking an application for a mortgage, a consumer loan, and the customer or member are in the branch. So there are a lot of usages for technology in that reimagined branch. The banks and credit unions that are moving toward that are going to be ahead of others. You said earlier that digital banking will be more of a complement to branch operations than, say, a threat. But that doesn't change the fact that branches have been closing in large numbers for years now. And the expectation is that they will likely continue to close or even perhaps even accelerate after the pandemic. What should go into the evaluation that a financial institution should do when deciding whether A, to invest in a branch to adapt it to today's realities, or B, just shut it down and walk away? Well, I think a lot of the closures, too, you have to look back. Those numbers are a little skewed because of the merger acquisition rates. There's a lot more merger acquisitions. And when that happens, a lot of overlap in markets occur and they close branches. But there's no question, there are too many branches. And financial institutions are looking at them, analyzing them much greater today. And just as you said, we like to look at it as this. When you're analyzing the branches, you analyze the market, the financial performance of the branch, and the plant and the site. And you analyze those things to come up with a plan for each facility. When you do, you really have three considerations. One, invest in it. Make it better so you can penetrate the market more. Two, consolidate it with another branch you might have within a three-mile area. Or three, close it, which somewhat is a really emotional situation, but I think we have to make those decisions today. 
We've been talking, Jim, in kind of general terms about branches, but when you look out across the branch, redesign, repurposing, reimagining landscape, who's doing it right? You know, which institutions can be an inspiration for others to follow or serve as a yardstick against which others can measure themselves? And let me add a degree of difficulty to this. P.W. Campbell clients cannot be part of your answer. Jeez, I, I thought I was going to make a couple plugs here, but no, I, I don't think it's any surprise. It's the larger money center banks. Bank of America, they're moving toward technology totally, and they're putting up smaller facilities, and they're putting a lot of them up. Chase, their goal is to move normal transactions, the technology inside the branch, and their branches are more collaborative, more open, more problem-solving oriented. They're doing it right. And I think they're getting to where the future is going. But a lot of the community banks, I'm going to tell you, are very aggressive in this too. And I think what is outstanding about their aggressive attitude is they're taking a look and analyzing first. Because as I said, when we look at a branch to analyze, you know, you have to look at the market. Who's in the market? What's happening to the market? You have to look at the financial performance of the facility, and you have to look at the plant and the site also. But really, the money center banks are doing it probably the right way and where it's going to. In your work, you talk to a lot of people who are thinking about their branches. So what kinds of questions are you getting from them? And just as importantly, what kind of resistance do you get from them when you give them answers that are, say, outside their comfort zone? I think the most popular question we get is, what should we do? And then how do we do it? And the resistance always is, I can't spend any money. That cost element, that branches are cost centers. What should we do is analyze, and I think I've gone over those components. Look at the network holistically, not just the branch at a time. And then once you have an analysis done, set priorities. Space it over a number of years how you're going to either invest, close, or consolidate. But there's no question. It's cost is a pushback. But here's another one also. My son, my grandchildren don't go into a branch anymore. There will never be branches. They're going to go away. The future doesn't bode well for branching. That's not true. I think that's been said about 15 years ago, and people are, are building branches, and they're spending a lot of money reimagining branches. The branches is your hub. The branches is who you are. The branches, you know, my brand. Branching isn't going away. The footprint's going to change, the design's going to change, and the usage is going to change. But they'll be there. You were a banker in your previous life. You mentioned that, and you oversaw branch operations as head of retail. So let's put you back in that old job for a bit. With everything that we're seeing in 2021, particularly the rapid rise of digital in, in response to COVID, what are the key questions about branches and branch operations that you should be asking yourself right now as a banker? How can I utilize my people to do multiple tasks? When I was in a branch, I was a teller, I was a new accounts person, I was a mortgage originator, I was a branch manager. I had very specific tasks. And it was because 
there were transactional separation to the person. I believe today your staff has to do everything. Your staff has to meet the customer member when they come in and handle what they need to handle. They have to be multitasking, multi-purpose. And you're seeing a lot of banks going to universal staffing. I think without any question, it's more efficient. It provides a better welcoming tool, a better perception, a better atmosphere. Those younger Gen Z and millennials that are doing transactions online and in mobile, they're coming out of college with the highest amount of debt of any other generation. They need financial help. They need advice. They might not need to know how to cash a check or how to make a transfer, deposit, or withdraw, but they're going to need to know, what do I do with all this debt? How do I apply for a loan? What's the checking account? There's not a lot of education in the financial area in the younger generations. That's the kind of service tailored to a specific individual's needs that's best provided face-to-face. And in doing that, that's where a branch can show its true value. So Jim Caliendo, president and CEO at P.W. Campbell, thanks again for making the time to be with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Well, Terry, thank you and thank the BAI. You just got me on one of my favorite topics, so it's been most enjoyable. Thank you. A few takeaways from Jim Caliendo at P.W. Campbell about the evolution of the bank branch. First, he says most bank branches have gone a while without updating, so there's a need for a lot of makeover work. A common element that he expects to see in the modernized branch and newly built branches as well is a smaller physical footprint and a design that provides more collaboration space. More colors will add to the new look and more technology will be deployed to support expanded marketing and branding. But many existing branches may not get that new look. They may be shut down instead. Jim expects the recent trend of right-sizing branch networks to continue, be it due to mergers or to slowing foot traffic. Rigorous analysis is needed to sort out which ones stay and which ones go, and he says this analysis of the market and the resulting decisions need to be made on a network-wide basis rather than one by one. And finally, he sees the universal banker model as the staffing approach that makes the most sense from an efficiency perspective, both for the bank or credit union and for the customers. Being skilled in a range of products and services allows branch bankers to showcase their value across the breadth of customer needs. Jim points particularly to the younger generations who need the kind of help and advice that's best delivered in person. Thanks for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us again next week for another conversation on a topic of importance to the financial services industry.